0: Welcome to the Rise Daily Podcast. Here, we choose healing. Here, we choose growth.
1: Here, we will learn to empower one another to rise above our daily challenges. We are your
0: hosts, Anita and Alicia. Let's get into it.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're so happy you're here with us today.
0: Yes, happy to have you. How are you today, Alicia? Um, I am excited. <laughs> wow, you caught me off guard. How am I? Uh, I I just had a little bit of an experience last night when two of our boys wanted to watch a movie. They were really excited about it. Uh-huh. And um, I you know, it was a little later, but I'm like, it's okay. I can make it work, you know, because I, I really want to make sure that I get my good sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, but that's okay. I, I can make it work. I need to record tomorrow. I really want to feel good, but I can make it work. I'll get my, my good sleep. And we watched a movie called John Wick. Okay. It sounds harmless, right?
1: Yeah. I have never heard of it.
0: Okay. I so- mean, John Wick, how dangerous could that be? <laughs> Well, if you've ever heard of it, you know. And so this movie ended pretty late last night, and I could not fall asleep. I mean, it was like crazy thoughts the whole night. Anyways, point is, don't watch John awake right before (laughs) you go to bed. It doesn't work well. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, we we talk about, like, wanting to... uh, do a little bit of a preparation to get ourselves calm and ready mm-hmm. for bed so you can sleep well. John Wick is not that. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. Definitely well, you don't want screen time, but let alone what that, what that, that movie one. is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and don't also watch it Well no, it I mean, it is an intense movie. Okay. And there's also three. So oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to watch the rest, but not not right before I go to bed. Oh. So today we are going to continue our conversation about uh, turning inward and we're going to address emotions. Mm -hmm. And we kind of already, uh, I started in a little bit of that space this morning already. I've been crying before the podcast recording. I was just (laughs) thinking
1: that you and I are so opposite in our emotions. I know, it's so pretty.
0: It's always right there on the surface for me.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And mine is not. You're more composed. Well, no.
0: (laughs) No. I I would say yes.
1: I I don't know. But yeah, it, it takes a bit for me to... Tap into my emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But anyways, it was a co- kind of a cool experience because I was telling you, see, oh my gosh, I hope I stop crying before we start recording. <laughs> and she's like, well, we're talking about emotions. I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> yes. And maybe I'll start crying <laughs> sometime <laughs> through this
1: and I will embrace it because yes. <laughs> I, I have a hard time with crying.
0: Yeah. Like it so, just doesn't
1: come naturally to me. Right. And it's it comes very naturally to me mm-hmm. now
0: anyways, mm-hmm. nowadays. So yeah, let's get into it. Emotions, it's such a huge part of our internal existence, right? Mm-hmm. Human nature, right? Human nature. Yes. And yet, as we're growing up, and as a parent, I remember, um, fully you don't, if you could go back and redo some of the things that, that we do as parents, we always, you know, reflect on that, right? But yeah, I just remember feeling like I was not giving my children the space to feel their emotions. Mm -hmm. And because I maybe wasn't given the space to feel my emotions and um, we kind of learn to push them away or to bury them or stop crying or don't, you know, experience this emotion. And so it's kind of a thing that gets carried on.
1: Yes. I think that um, if our right to feel was halted as a child that does carry on into adulthood. And I actually love that we get a second chance with our grandchildren. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because I, I know I did that to my kids with stop crying or Uh I I don't know, but different things where I would halt that emotion instead of asking what's, you know, tell me more about why you're crying or what. Right. So
0: I also feel like it's a generational uh, thing too.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Like I can Mm -hmm. see even the older generation than us, and that's older because we're pretty old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but literally they did not talk about uncomfortable things. Right. It was kind of like, okay, that happened. It is what it is. Don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. That's really hard because that could have created all sorts of, of, sadness or brokenness in you and to just bury it and not address it well it adds a layer of disconnection
1: for sure because if we get taught we're not going to talk about this Mm -hmm. or put it away and we're feeling these feelings and then we think oh okay i guess i'm not supposed to bring this back up right so disconnect from that
0: yeah and there's even a, a generation called the silent generation
1: Oh, I've never heard of that.
0: People in World War One mm-hmm. or World War Two—no wonder they couldn't express the things that they yeah. had experienced and never voiced it mm-hmm. and just buried it, because we admire and um, you know want to be like our our grandparents or mm-hmm. or parents. We follow in their footsteps, and so we hope that with the conversations that we have around this that with each generation there's progress mm-hmm. with each generation there's healing and i feel like there that that really is coming to the surface nowadays right yes. because our younger kids you know newest generations are addressing those things they're mm-hmm. they're bringing to the surface like are you okay uh, you can talk about those things it makes Older people uncomfortable sometimes, but that's okay. I think it's really important that we recognize that regardless of who's around us and what's their comfort zone, we have to be responsible for our own healing.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that.
0: We have to take action and say, okay, I realize that my hurts make you uncomfortable, but that's okay because i have to process through them my way like you have to be responsible for that mm-hmm. otherwise we don't evolve we don't get better we don't get healthy yeah and so i think it's, it's crucial so
1: important absolutely our feelings are they just give us such important information about ourselves yeah for sure and so being able to tap into that And it also gives us so much important information about our soul.
0: Yes. Like
1: how I feel like you can actually see when somebody's soul is hurting. Like you can see it in their actions. Or reactions. Yes. Right? In their reactions. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Our emotions are sacred messages from our soul in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so we need to, well, I don't want to say we need to, But this is a great place to reflect on how we're responding in certain situations and how, um, you know, if we feel powerful in those situations or if we feel like we're not in control, emotions are a part of life.
1: Yes. We run into difficulty when we close the doors to our feelings or to, um, like for me, I spent years feeling numb because I didn't want to feel the hurt, or if I did voice certain thoughts or things that were going on, I didn't feel like I was validated, and I just felt like things were brushed aside, Mm -hmm. and so I started to believe that my safety was in being numb and in being in denial. Because you weren't being validated. Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, that way I didn't need to express my feelings mm-hmm. I just thought this is how I'm gonna live and that's just that mm-hmm. like it didn't even really go beyond that because I hadn't been taught anything from about this yet so and I didn't have the necessary boundaries in place to protect myself and my feelings
0: right so that was really boundaries are a yeah. huge thing and yes and Again, let's not judge ourselves for wherever we're at. Right. We learn all these things as we go. As long as we are learning these things, that's what really matters. Like, as long as we're putting things into place, that's what really matters. It doesn't matter how old we are or how old we're not. None of that matters. All that matters is that we are being intentional with moving forward in our lives and in our healing. Yes. Starting now. Right. Starting now. Yeah. I also remember a time when I um, was numb and it was in a different situation. It was in my addiction. Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally remember not crying for like years because I was so hardened. My heart was so hardened that I didn't allow any emotions so that I could exist in that place. Mostly the only emotion that I did allow was anger Mm -hmm. and like all the, the harsh emotions. I would allow those, but none of the, the things that made me vulnerable, Mm -hmm. that was not, not okay.
1: I think when, (laughs) I think when we are in that space with the numbing, um, whether it is through an addiction or just ourselves Mm -hmm. shutting down, We or I, I lost simple joys in life Mm -hmm. and I eventually lost my smile, my laugh, like it was not there. And if you know me, (laughs) for those of you who know me, that's a huge part of my life. Like I love to laugh and smile and celebrate. And I remember there was a time where I did not have that and I mostly wore a mask to try to seem happy and content um, but I remember reading this quote, and I'm going to read it because I feel like it's super important for those of us that live this way where, um, okay, so this is a quote. Emotionally, I'm done. Mentally, I'm drained. Spiritually, I'm dead. Physically, I smile. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally me. I was emotionally I didn't know how much more I could handle which showed up in anger mm-hmm. or sadness or feeling super scared mm-hmm. like I just my emotional well-being was really suffering like there, mm-hmm. there was a lot there for me mentally I had so much on my plate that my mind was exhausted and all I wanted to do was sleep
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. I was shut Being checking down. out
1: mm-hmm. in that way um, I couldn't face the things that I needed to do because I mentally couldn't do anymore. Spiritually, I'm actually so grateful that I really did feel spiritually supported. But surprisingly, I did not like going to church during those years mm-hmm. it was super difficult for me Sundays became one of my most difficult days mm-hmm. and it was so hard for me to go
0: why do you think that is? um
1: I know why because I was judging my circumstances of my family and how we were living this um
0: really hard pretend
1: like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we on the outskirts everybody saw us as somebody different like a different type of family and in our home was completely different Mm. and so when I would go to church I would see other families and I I, this is so bad but I would think do you really know what's going on in your life (laughs) or do you do you actually have a good family life like what's going on you know I would just like start these stories about Uh people and I would compare myself to all of the other families and it was really hard and I would question just like I don't know. Yeah. Different, different things.
0: Comparison, mm-hmm. you guys, is the thief of joy. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And also, we cannot ever, I, I think that it's just important to realize that you're already going through something. You're already going through your own challenges, your own path, your own journey. And then to add any kind of comparison to bring that into your space there's just, you're, you're making it.
1: Well, it's adding on to what
0: you're already suffering with. Right. Right. And you're making, making the whole load heavier Mm -hmm. and more difficult. And and it's hard to not compare because, you know, you could look across the street and be like, well, Susie across the street, she's always happy. She always waves at me and she's just like, her life is great. Mm -hmm. Why, why don't I feel that way? Well, Really, like you said, what is Susie across the street? How, what is she going through? We have no idea. And so, in
1: my mind, right, exactly that I thought everybody else is great and happy. And but then I did have the other thoughts of, or are they, do you know
0: what's going on in your family? You know, and and just, um, along those lines, that's not real life. No one's ever Mm. always happy. And if they think they're always happy, I feel like there might be some other underlying things there or elements mm-hmm. there. Because life isn't that. Life is about experiencing all the emotions. We were designed to experience all of the emotions. Yes. We Emotions are a good thing. Mm-hmm, a good thing. Yes. And they're looked upon like... They, they have a bad reputation. are oh, so emotional. Right, <laughs> right. And so we are designed to experience joy. We're ex- designed to experience sadness. Those are all part of life. And so it's okay if your day is not full of happiness and everything's going perfect. Sometimes we have those days. We need to normalize that. We need to accept that this is life, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. and that is life. And we're designed to overcome all of the things that we face, and we're capable of overcoming all the things that we face. Yeah. And so we just need to embrace that—that that idea. Yes. yes. Thank you. I love that. Okay. So going back to church. <laughs> um,
1: Let's go back so, to church, everyone. <laughs> I per. Years and years would wear my happy mask. And I finally got to the point where I couldn't do that anymore. And that's when I knew that I had lost a part of myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was so eye opening for me. Um, okay. So uh, physically, I felt paralyzed. Um, I had no emotion, um, mm-hmm. no moving forward, no drive, just surviving. And I did that for so long too. I isolated. I was so withdrawn. Um, my passion for life was flatlined. Mm. Like my creativity was flatlined. I mm. I just didn't have, yeah, the joy like what mm. you talk about. And, um, and I also I needed a safe place where I could talk about these things. And I. Don't I mean I did have that with you and Patty with mm-hmm. my you know my family. Um but I I needed more resources and support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So if and if you have if you have access to those things, I mean mm-hmm. we want to we want to um source everything we can yes. to support ourselves. Yes, for sure. Um
1: I do want to mention I love how you asked me how I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, how am I? Um, a lot of times when somebody asks, we say, oh, I'm good or I'm okay. I'm fine. And those words are actually not emotions. And I know like if you're just going and passing or something, it's hard to really dig into how we're feeling because uh-huh. we're just doing a quick, oh, I'm good. How are you? Yes. Um, but emotions would consist of a little bit deeper, you know, like, oh, I'm actually feeling super frustrated Mm -hmm. or I'm really sad Mm -hmm. or I just feel so much grief. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah.
0: You also want to make sure that you're talking to someone that's a safe Safe. place, right? I mean, yes. That's um, why,
1: like when we're in passing, that's different than when you're really wanting to tune into those emotions and you can do that with somebody yeah, that is there
0: for you. Uh-huh. But I, I'm glad that you brought that up because it is a little bit, I don't want to say creepy, but a little bit off for us to always have that dialogue between humans. How are you fine? How are you fine? It just mm-hmm. feels like there's, there's no true connection. And I think that that's, what it's all about, right, is connection, again, with, with somebody that you feel like you can express your true feelings of frustration with, or even, even I've had better days, you know, it kind, it definitely communicates that it's Mm -hmm. not your best. And so, but at least it's more authentic communication. Um, And I think that's important. And also, along those lines, though, I used to think that, Um, me being authentic was me expressing my anger and that's not necessarily healthy for me. That's what I've come to realize that authenticity isn't your real true reaction. Authenticity is learning to surf the wave of your emotions in a sense, and keeping your balance and not having a wipeout not drowning in your emotions not reacting from that place i think i love that analogy i when i first heard it just because it's it's you you know experiencing mm-hmm. the anger but keeping your balance so that you don't like come from a place of you're drowning in all consumed by that emotion there's definitely a balance in going from how are you fine to going too deep <laughs> too deep yes. yes and and also coming back into a place that you feel you're um, in control of your emotions mm-hmm. you know in a sense I just think it's really good for us to
1: know what those emotions are and mm-hmm. that it's not just the Good, fine, and okay. Right. That we know that there are, um, that there's names mm-hmm. for our emotions that go deep, and also being careful not to take on other people's emotions, especially if you're an empath where you can feel <sighs> oh, that energy. Yeah. I don't feel that as much, but um, but I know there are some people that can take on other people's emotions so easily some people like me (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to point any fingers but
0: (laughs) yeah I had to learn it's a real thing
1: and I I think that even some people might be like I don't know you know what that means or how that comes through but I feel like most of us have probably experienced this even um driving where a car will suddenly come up next to you and cut you off and they're you know you can feel the rush of that they're Quickness and aggressiveness, and we have no idea what's going on their end, right? Whether Mm -hmm. they're just in a hurry, if maybe their wife's in labor, yes, if there's (laughs) something like really um, important that they need Uh to get to, we have no idea, Mm -hmm. but it comes into our space,
0: right? Where
1: all of a sudden we can feel it in our body, Uh and then our emotions turn on, yeah, whether it's anger or frustration or confusion, like what are they doing? But it can completely come in. Yes. Even if we're not like in that instance, it's not an, an like what an empath would experience really. It's human nature. Right. But that's just a, a little um example of how we can take on people's emotions
0: and i love that back to the analogy of surfing the wave of emotions i mean that's literally how the emotion comes up inside of us has has anybody ever been have you been to north shore in hawaii Mm -hmm. yes oh where amazing when the water the i mean the huge wave starts to build up Mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god gosh, that's so immense, so huge. Those waves of emotion come up inside of us with that much force and power also. And so when we start to feel that, then we need to remember, okay, this is where I start keeping my balance. And this is where I can exercise what matters most to me and not have that that wipe out and the fact that it's it's literal energy surgi- surging through us it's yes. energy
1: surges there are times where with that energy even our body temperature like we
0: feel warm yes. or hot or like our yeah. face
1: is flushed uh-huh.
0: <laughs> with that and it, uh-huh. we just feel like oh my gosh but guess what guys with those energy surges they also leave our body if we allow that, you know, we, we feel it, we keep our balance, but then they leave our body. Yep. And so it's, it's so much better to be able to keep your balance through those surges, uh, instead of, you know, coming, going into a reaction and then the surge leaves you and then you're left feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have handled it that way right. or, you know, re regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the purpose. That's why we want to master this.
1: Yes. Um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on is when we are living in survival mode, we are deep in either grief or pain or there's not a lot of room for extras like Mm -hmm. much else. And so I, for myself, I now know that I can have a lot of compassion for myself when I'm in that and not try to take on so much more than I that I can't handle. So, um, knowing that there are, um, layers of what I can and can't do, because if I overwhelm myself with everything else that I feel I that I need to say yes to, then it comes out in, well, it did in yelling at my kids because mm-hmm. I was feeling so overwhelmed with things. Um, being very reactionary. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just knowing what, what our window of tolerance is like, what is it that we can handle? Because now I can handle a lot more than I could
0: mm-hmm. in those
1: moments. Yeah. And so, just giving ourselves grace that if we are in the deep right now, it's okay to say no to things and yes. it's okay to step back and take care of yourself. Right. And not have to feel like you have to do everything. Mm-hmm.
0: So that setting real-time boundaries, like strong boundaries Mm -hmm. for yourself in the healing process, right? And then expanding them as you are able to. Now, let's talk about building walls, though, because when we build walls around those emotions that we can't feel like, I understand that in life, sometimes we experience traumas that are so hard that we build walls around those experiences because... Thick walls. Yeah, (laughs) thick walls. Because we we can't um, handle the emotions that come with that. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so in that situation, number one, I feel like seeking help is really important. So important. And uh, professional help, uh, therapy. Um, But also taking it in little steps, you know, because one thing that we need to remember is that whatever huge traumas we've been through, that doesn't define who we are. It's not because of us. It's not our fault. Sometimes those things are our fault, but those things are also in the past. We are also not our past. Right. Okay. And so we have to give ourselves a grace no matter what it looks like, if it's something that we have to allow forgiveness to others for, or if we have to allow forgiveness to ourselves for. Um, those experiences do not define us. And and now we're in the healing process. And so we have to take the steps that are digestible for us to experience some of those feelings a little bit at a time if we need to. But I have to say that sometimes within our most painful experiences, inside of that is something really huge. And it could be for our own growth. It could be for our own expansion of who we're meant to be here on this earth it could be our true purpose like so that's why we do want to go inside of that space so building those walls will rob us of those things that are our possible potential the joys that we talked about missing out on if we have those walls in place mm. and so That's why it's important to um, open those doors carefully with assistance if needed, but inside of that is something that is meant for you. So I think it's important for us to begin to be open to feeling uncomfortable because that's the beginning process because a lot of times we, we have the tendency to want to push down the emotions that are unpleasant or that we don't want to feel. But to allow those things to to come up for us and to know that in that uncomfortable moment is the beginning of healing. Mm-hmm. And that you can walk yourself through that process that you're strong enough to do it, that you are capable of that, that we're designed to do it, that also it's a sacred message from your soul. We need to um, unfold and allow so that we can heal.
1: Yes. So having patience with the process of all of it. Tuning
0: into what needs our attention. Yes. And it's a slight shift. It's a, it's a very slight shift because yes. the cycle that we may have been in before is just like, I don't want to feel that, push it down. I don't want to feel that, push it down. And then we stay in the same place. So now we're just saying, I'll allow that feeling. And well, even noticing those feelings
1: in, mm-hmm. this is me again, if I start feeling that tension and headache, in my head, then I'm like, okay, something's up. I'm feeling too much. There's mm-hmm. too much going on right now. And, um, or I'm feeling unsettled in my stomach, mm-hmm. like just that nervous, like uneasy feeling. I have tuned into myself enough now that I notice that. And I, I can come into what I need or to disengage in wherever situation I'm in.
0: And to go to where I need to be. That's so good, Alicia, that you were that in tune with your body. And that's something that we need to bring up is that our emotions are stored in, in our body. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we mentioned that before, and unaddressed emotions stored in our body lead to issues. Like it's it's really they manifest yes. in our bodies. And so we need to pay attention to that for sure. And again, we're gonna um, reference feelings buried alive, never die because mm-hmm. that is such a great way to get to the root cause of why am I having lower back pain? Why am I having neck pain? And then you are able to say, you know, the, uh, I'm not going to tell you that 100% of the time it's accurate, but it's 90-something percent of the time. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, that's literally something that I'm dealing with emotionally. Right. And so it will physically manifest itself in our bodies. So addressing it will free, will release those things from being stored in our body that we don't need in our way right. to healing. mm mm-hmm. I also
1: love that we can look at it in a um, happy, positive way of our body when we're feeling like if we're feeling joy and happiness, where are we feeling that in our body too? Mm -hmm. And tuning into that because we want more of that.
0: Yes. (laughs) We want
1: to be able to shift these things around. So um, being able to name the feeling and knowing exactly what's coming up, maybe even shifting our posture. Let's say that we have been so down that we're just laying on the couch and scrolling on our phone and just being in that posture for so long, even shifting that to get up and walk, maybe go to the bathroom. I mean, wherever, go to the Mm -hmm. kitchen and just movement, that movement of getting up and out of that can shift us out of, you know, feeling down or feeling um, like you're
0: paralyzed. Like you said, paying attention. That's mm-hmm. huge. And so like just um, thinking about what is the hardest thing for me to to be in? Is it my thoughts? Is it my feelings? Is it the sensations? Like just really paying attention. One thing that I've noticed about myself is that sometimes when I'm not in the mood to do something, but if I have like been in kind of that numb state or that autopilot state that I know I know the information. I know the education of what it would take to get me out of that. I need to place my body in that place. For instance, let's say an exercise. I'm like not in that space, but I put myself in the workout room. I turn the music on. Sometimes I stand there for a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then I start to get in the feeling of, okay, I feel the beat of the music, I'm, I have to get myself a step there at a time, or even yeah. with, with a walk, you know, just put your jacket on, open the door. And it's so take helpful a deep breath. for me to mm-hmm. have
1: somebody to do that with. Yeah. So that, if I have the person that can help me, you know, like link arms and let's uh-huh. go do
0: this, that's such a great So you mean too. that you make plans with yes. someone for well, the next moment? I mean,
1: not when, you know, how you're just saying that if you're in that moment uh-huh. and you know that you need to go do this but yeah like starting the day with knowing that you have a hike planned or a walk planned or that you have your music ready to get you up in the morning that's gonna uplift or um what you what the things that you know are gonna be helpful for you yeah
0: Absolutely. And speaking of music, I mean, that's a huge support sometimes. I mean, like I listen to different kinds of music depending on what I'm going through and where I need to be. I listen to a certain playlist when I'm cooking. We have a dinner playlist. I have a playlist when I'm running down from a hike, uh, a playlist for when I'm at the top of the mountain. Um, There's just different music that inspires me according to where I'm at. So I'm always thinking about what do I need in this moment? What allows me or supports me in thriving?
1: Coming back to movies, I actually, there have have been times where I've put on a sad movie so that I can cry Mm. (laughs) because it doesn't come easily to me. And Mm -hmm. I know that things are stored in my body and I want to get the that crying sensation and those feelings out. And so yeah. that really does help me um, to release maybe the grief that I'm experiencing and it's not naturally coming yeah. to me. And so that does, and music could be the same way too, yeah. like having a sad right? List. But, you know, yeah, wh- whichever direction you need it to be for you. Um, taking a bath is great when you feel like you just need to shift that posture too into something that's more relaxing. Um, our essential oils that we love so much. Oh my just gosh. Just the smell can help bring us
0: out of. Yes. And, and a little bit of breath work, just taking five deep breaths or doing the four by four that Alicia has mentioned before, where you uh, inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts and using Your emotional support, essential oils, is huge. That is definitely part of how we support our emotional well-being.
1: Yes, and just having that safe place for whatever it is that we're feeling to be validated and to be heard and honoring each of those feelings with an act of sweetness, maybe love, possibly acceptance. Self-compassion. Yes, that self-compassion. And learning that if we listen, that our body is telling us something because
0: these are messages from our soul. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yes. Um, And remembering also that it's not what emotions we feel, but what we do with those emotions. And um, we, we don't have to stay in those emotions. You know, we can, like, transform it. To a feeling that moves us to the next place. Yes. And so that's really huge.
1: And as we do that, um, we might start to build a new connection with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so powerful too, because we're not just allowing ourselves to do the usual of, you know, anyway. Um, But just possibly turning inward to any sufferings that we may have silenced for way too long and reconnecting with ourselves more often.
0: Yeah. I love that. Uh, No more silencing ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? So I want you to think about how you would support your sister, your brother going through a hard time, your best friend, your mom how would you love and support them through difficulties? So now I want you to take that same action that you would do for them and turn it around and fully do that for yourself and be your own best friend. Take care of you. When you feel empowered, take care of others. And when you're feeling less than that then you take care of yourself and along with the self-compassion um maybe
1: giving ourselves a hug (laughs) because we can do that for us yes at any time there's one way that I really love where you place one hand on like underneath your armpit Mm -hmm. I know that sounds a little funny but and then you put your other hand on your shoulder so you just have like this grasp of a more loving hug I feel like this way is a little bit um like a sweeter way to do it than having both hands on your shoulders it's just a little more forceful to me Mm -hmm. and I like them more tender so Mm -hmm. but either way whatever you feel is more comfortable but you just have one hand underneath your armpit you know wherever it feels comfortable and then the other hand on your shoulder and to me that is like a way to show Compassion to ourselves when we're going through,
0: mm-hmm. and and for me, I will put one hand over my heart and one hand on my stomach. We di- that's our way of coming home to ourselves, and like Lisa said, showing compassion for ourselves. I think that that is crucial.
1: Yeah. So when we start to take time to do this for ourselves. And we start that healing path one step at a time. That's where we start to discover our passions again and the joy again that we've maybe lost
0: and our new creativity to surface again. I just want to leave you with one final thought. When you start to feel that wave, that surge of energy coming up inside of you, remember to keep your balance and to surf the wave of that emotion. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? I do want to add one other thing. Yeah. Um, God is such a huge part in my emotional well-being
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I, I just turn into my spiritual part of things mm-hmm. for myself where I find the gratitude that it comes easily to mm-hmm. me because um, to me that's what sustains me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Thank yeah. you for bringing that in. That's the best note to end on because, um, as we share at the rehab center, you don't have to wait to earn God's love. Mm-hmm. He's always there for you. He, the moment that you turn to him, um, he is there to support you. And we're not just independent beings here on this earth. There's a cord that connects us to, however you experience it, a higher power. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the universe, whether it's your higher self, whether it's God, and we are not alone in this right. in this journey. Right. And so definitely remember that. Yes. They, and
1: even take note of like the thoughts that are coming through our mind. The encouraging, loving, compassionate, that, that is from God. That mm-hmm. is from That's our, from that special chorus yes. mm-hmm. and the negative. Is from the other, (laughs) you know, the the darker part of life, and we want to really be aware of what we want to listen to.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. It's always so fun to be in these conversations with you. See you next time.